What do you get when a professional matchmaker and a therapist sit down in front of a microphone? You get unfiltered, raw conversations about finding and creating meaningful and healthy relationships. Each episode, be part of conversations that discuss communication skills, dating tips, getting to commitment, the science of love, sex, breakups, divorce, and more. Join matchmaker Hava Shaulov and licensed marriage and family therapist Jason Wasser as they combine their lifetime of personal and professional experiences, challenges, and wins to help you show up as your most authentic self. Welcome back. If you have any comments, any questions throughout our conversation, hopefully um, we're going to get them as they come through live. We might have a little bit of lag on the live stream for some reason, but we'll do our best to answer any questions going here and welcome everybody who's coming in. If you just want, if you're hanging out and watching the live, please leave us a comment just to let us know who you are and that you're here. Just leave us a comment there on the side. So Malik is here. Hodaya is here. Welcome y'all. Welcome, everyone. Nice to see everybody back. Dina's here. Cool. All right. Hey, Jordana. Cool. All right. So we're going to get started. So this is the Have We Got a Match for You podcast. I am Jason Wasser, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm with my awesomely talented hipster glasses wearing co-host and matchmaker, Chava Chavita. I knew it. I knew it. I can't trust you with my name. I knew it. Hi, everyone. My name is Chava Sha'ulov. Sarah is my middle name, FYI, Mr. Wasser. Um, I am a matchmaker here based in New York City with a database of over 25,000 singles around the world. We have a team of over, I don't know, 200 matchmakers around the world that we deal with. So welcome to our show. Welcome to our podcast. It's good to see you again, Jason. Pleasure to be hanging out with you again. So it's, this is exciting. Like we're, we're a week and change out from the end of the year and it's been an interesting and and challenging year. So, you know, we can't change the world. We can only focus on changing ourselves. So I think as we finish our topic or the theme, at least of level one of why we do we attract who we attract that we've been basing the last couple of weeks conversation on the Harville Hendricks Imago therapy theories or Imago theories and therapies. Um, and we've been going through what makes a conscious partnership a healthy partnership and what are some of the topics and uh, some of the patterns and some of the things that you need to be aware of as you're trying to figure out how to attract the healthiest person that you possibly can want. Because right, no one, no one stands out there, right? Have I, right as you talk to all your people, they're not asking you for like, you know what, send me your most unhealthy, unevolved, <laughs> unsophisticated, train wreck person who's never worked on themselves. I mean, have you ever had that type of request? Every single day. No, I'm just joking. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> we don't have that. And thank God no one's requesting such things. <laughs> however, however, we have to be the right person for ourselves first. We have to be conscious of our behavior and our lifestyles first of our thoughts, speech, and actions, and, and our emotions before we, you know, uh, look for the right partner for us. We have to be the right person first before we find the right partner. And it's all about understanding our emotions and our trauma and um, figuring, out, figuring out and understand what we want and we need. So, yes. Yeah. That sounded really good. It's like you practiced for this. I, I wrote so. this down now, just like right as I'm speaking just now. <laughs> 
By the way, <laughs> nothing is rehearsed. I have no idea what he's going to ask me. <laughs> and vice versa. Right. So that's what makes it much more fun and spontaneous. So, so what we wanted to wrap up with is that for the last couple uh, episodes, we've been again talking about the Harville Hendricks Imago Therapy book, and and the stuff that I'm I've been sharing from has been uh, the Keeping the Love You Find, which is a guide for singles. He also has uh, Getting the Love You Want, which is more for a couple's guide. I know people are asking about which you know this and other books uh, that are suggested, but um, as I commented to one of the people in the group, I said, listen, get this book. Start here, do the workshops in, the, in, in this book and, and all the worksheets in this book. And I guarantee you, it's going to take you some time. Don't just like flip through it. Don't just like, oh, that was a really cool question. Like actually put some time, effort, and energy in. Like you can devote your entire 2021 to this and come out way better on the other end versus just like, oh, what are the, like the top five cool relationship books that I love? And you're just going to like, you know, ADD Ali. Is that a word? Eat ideally, read it through is- them, but never devour everything. So, right. It's kind of like dating. Stop dating everybody. Pick one person, date them for a little bit, see if they're right for you and then learn what you need to learn. And if they're not, then move on. Right. But don't pop prior, don't pop the question prior. Don't right. book country. Don't do that. Right. That's a big. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we, we talked the last couple of weeks about um, some of these conscious, unconscious to conscious, uh, dynamics that makes a relationship insanely healthy, that these are the, tr- the the tips and tricks that you should be looking for, the things that you should be working on about yourself. So um, one of the things that we might be repeating from last time, but we're on step seven uh, out of the 10 things that Harville Hendricks talks about in this book is that partners in a conscious relationship learn how to identify their own negative traits, what they also call, or we can also call your denied self, your shadow side. I know they talk about that in certain, you know, psychological perspectives. But what that means is that instead of you projecting your stuff onto a partner, instead of you provoking the other person, you learn to accept responsibility for the stuff that irks you. You learn to take responsibility and identify these are the reasons why these things in someone else or something else bothers me versus I hate it when other people do that. So, right, Chava, when people are looking for Someone and they're like, well, and you probably asked them this, like, well, what type of personality traits are highest for you, right? The most common you probably hear are what? Common, well, it's not really personality. It's more physicality. I want someone who's physically active. I want somebody who's in shape. I want somebody who's lean, somebody who's very, very tall. But do you match the same expectations? Do you go to the gym five times a day? Do you do 500 setups a day? You don't. So you can't really ask and request something that you yourself aren't working on internally within yourself. Yeah. That's yes. a great example. So right now, and I know people are like, Oh, I want someone who's like really into a healthy lifestyle. Okay. Well, where, when's the last time you went for a hike? When's the last time you went for a walk around your block? Right. But yeah. so a lot of this stuff is projected that by, you know, that we talked about this uh, a while ago. It's that Jerry Maguire, you complete me. In other words, if I bring that person into my life of the stuff I'm good at, Sorry that I'm not good at, but they're good at, I'll feel more whole and complete. So it creates an illusion of connectivity, right? right? Correct. Exactly. And uh, I think in order for us to, to switch our perspective and transform our mindset and way of thinking is first look inside of you, look internally, you know, think about it. Like, are you projecting what you want in the, in, you know, 
and your partner, are you behaving? Are you acting? Is your lifestyle the same as what you're expecting? And if not, then don't ask for it. Or if you do want it, then work on it yourself as well. And same thing goes for, for you know, um, we're just using the, 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 the physicality trait, right? I want somebody who, who lives a healthy lifestyle, but you yourself eating whole pie pizza, that doesn't help this whole situation either. So everything is, is, is relative to what you're looking for. Right, right. If it's a gluten-free yeah. pizza, maybe it's okay. It depends if it's cauliflower. Right, right, right. I mean, you know, we have to have some, uh, you know, acceptable getting away with things here. We're in the pandemic, Chava. Come on. If it was French fries, would it be okay? I mean, I know. It depends. Depends how greasy they are. (laughs) So, so taking this back into into that topic, this is kind of where therapy really kicks in. This is where, under the guise of trauma. You don't have to grow up in an abusive household. You don't have to have been in an abusive relationship to have some type of trauma in your life that you need to figure out how to get a better handle of. And I'm going to loosely define trauma as something that you went through that hasn't yet resolved itself. And it could be as simple as you stubbing your toe on a couch. And now every time, you know, you walk by furniture, you kind of like make sure you walk an extra few inches away because you're trying to protect yourself from something happening, right? That self uh, security thing. Or you're finding that there's certain patterns of relationship attraction or lifestyle experiences that are showing up over and over again. That probably comes from you trying to go back in that scenario to finally heal it. In other words, if I let it play out in the way that it should have played out versus the negative way, then I can move through that experience, or as Harville Hendricks talks about it, that you're moving to the next healthier level of um, a developmental stage, right? You got to work through all the developmental stages. Those of you who are listening with children know that you're right. Each part of a child's life, they go through developmental stages. And if we don't go through emotional developmental stages, we get stunted at that. And then we spend the rest of our time of our life trying to find someone to help us work through that in an emotional relationship versus go bring that to a therapist. I agree with you 100%. And actually, I think I think going to therapy as a single person, as a single individual is so healthy and so super important. And I think there's a lot of singles. I think like uh, over 70% of our singles are very in touch of, in touch, in tuned of, of finding a therapist, finding a counselor, finding a coach, working on themselves. And it's so super important to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I had a, a conference call with a buddy of mine yesterday who is a coach who's going back to school for graduate school for therapy. And he realized that in his experiences of A, being a coach and B, seeing people uh, who are either self-proclaimed coaches or certified coaches or whatever, that they're not handling, they're not equipped to navigate trauma. They're not, and and there are a lot, a lot of times by going through this coaching process, they might be evoking or poking at an old trauma that never got resolved, but because they're a coach and they're not, you know, we're not talking about the past. We're talking about the future, which is a misnomer. I just want to like kind of clean that up for everybody. You and I have talked about this a while ago. Misnomer is that therapists only talk about the past and coaches talk about the future is a big misnomer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We have to make that very, very clear. Coaches focus on the present and work towards your future goals. A therapist works on your past trauma and in order to help you move forward in life. It's two separate 
Right. But the misnomer is, is that a therapist only does the past and not right. solution focused and that coaches don't touch the past. So there's a lot of ways that the coaching world has kind of um, minimized therapists in order to allow themselves to step up and have some foothold in the process. And that me as a licensed therapist and a trained therapist, my whole training is on solution focus. It's all on your languaging, on your culture, on your patterns, on your experiences, on your relationships, on your beliefs you know, what you perceive and believe about what's going on, how you create action steps and tactics about what's going on, very much solution focused and solution oriented. So I want people out there to just realize that though anybody who you're working with, and if you're working with a therapist versus a coach, but if there's anybody out there who says, we're okay, we're not doing therapy because we're only working on future focused, they're, they're, they're missing the entire thing. And that's not actually authentically what therapists do versus what coaches do. So that's right. Number seven, which in this conscious, that this conscious relationship, both partners are responsible for and carry all aspects of themselves. In other words, you become self-aware. I think this is kind of like the, you know, if it's the 10 commandments of conscious relationships here, this is the, the seventh commandment is be self-aware, know your crap, know what triggers you know why that when you see it in someone else, that it's really not about them. It's really about you being triggered. So that you can say, hey, this is what's going on for me. I know you're doing what you're doing, but I'm not going to blame you and I'm not going to dump it on you. Oh, for sure. And how healthy is it to work on that before you start a relationship? How many how many relationships uh, you know, can be self-sabotaged? Yeah, huge, tremendous. And in all aspects of your life, not just romantic relationships, sure. friendships, career. financial career, right? All that stuff. Exactly. When we're speaking, it's not necessarily regarding relationship. You can take this and... And direct it to any type of relationship, mother, mother and child relationship, you know, your boss and employee relationship. It could work in either direction. Right. Your relationship to French fries. Oh my, I'm obsessed by that. Yeah. I just met, I just had a few. <laughs> as long as you're owning that. So and working through it. Right. So, yeah. So, so as we go into the next one, right. So that we have two more that we want to kind of wrap up so we can yeah. uh, give everybody this thing. Right. So partners in a conscious relationship develop their own lost strengths and abilities instead of relying on their partners to make up for it, right? So we just kind of talked about part one of that, which is um, learning to own your negative traits. Part two of this is realizing that when you're attracted to someone, a lot of times you'll be like, oh my God, they're so organized. And if I only had someone who's more organized in my life, my life will get so much easier because I'm just so scattered. I don't have the time. It's not important to me. But I can offer them this and we'll see it as a balance and they'll do this for me and I'll do that for them. And then we'll be okay is actually not the way to look at it, right? No, I'm shaking my head. Can you see me shaking my head? I can see it. Now you're talking. <laughs> Everybody else can see it. No way. Please don't be codependent on somebody else's validation. Do not or even don't do it. Being supportive of your spouse in their efforts of being or getting organized and preparing themselves to get organized is one thing. Enabling a different behavior is a whole separate category. And it's a huge no. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. It's a huge no. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is the, this is that whole, again, that Jerry Maguire, you completely, completely me. And, it, and it's a temporary and short illusion of wholeness that makes you feel connected to the person. But here's what happens. If that person is much better at organizing and like at the first, like, oh, it's so nice. I'm going to organize for them. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, I did it as a nicety for them. I'm not here to clean up after you or be your maid. Then it becomes resentments. And then if you're expecting them to do it all the time and it's un unassumed and they don't do it anymore, then you get pissed off at them. And now a fight happens. I didn't come into this relationship to be your cleaning person. 
And the other person's like, well, but you helped me out and you did all these things at the beginning of the relationship. But that's all part of what people do in order to entice and attract people into a relationship. They put all these things out there at their greatest A game. And then when they finally get the person, right, they're in this committed relationship, they go back into default mode. So and that's su- where all these things start getting stuck. Yeah, go on. So what do you suggest for someone to do, for someone to, to is there a difference between asking and pleading someone to change their lifestyle? Yeah, you can't expect anybody to change. Right. This whole idea of going into a relationship where you're seeing them and you're trying to like heal something for them or fix something for them, you know, like the, uh, like it's an HGTV show and they're a fixer upper and they'll be so much better at the end of this. And I'm going to like, and they're going to be so thankful to me. 99% of the time, do you know what happens? This is what happens. They go through the relationship. This woman especially puts all this effort into a man, tries to get him to become this amazing guy. They end up breaking up and the next person he ends up getting married to. She's like, but I put all this effort and time into him. Why isn't why, right? Why didn't he acknowledge that in me? Call the foster girlfriend, right? But 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 <laughs> w- like but women out there, like I'm telling you, like this, you gotta stop doing that. We're not fixer uppers, right? So so stop looking for potential. Yes, and it goes both ways. It goes both ways. We're not here to foster our our potential mates. We're not here to foster, and it works again general neutral, but mm-hmm. don't look for someone's, I mean, he's going to be a good person. She's going to be a fantastic wife, but does she exhibit those qualities that you're looking for? Right now. Right now that will ensure her to be a good quality wife and a good right. quality. Please don't do that. Right. And also listen to what they're saying about experiences, right? If you're talking to someone and you want children, have conversations about the children, about children, about having children. If you start hearing little hints and things and like, or they're avoiding certain topics or they're avoiding certain scenarios, that's an indicator of something that you need to look at and you need to discuss and you need to like have a black and white conversation about that. And therefore like you don't, and you also don't want to push someone into doing something that at the beginning they made clear or you chose to ignore. And then down the road, what's going to happen? Fights and resentment. And that would God lead to divorce. Yeah. High, high, high chance, a high chance of that. So all that needs to be addressed early on with crystal clear clarity and then back it up with action and words. And you even people need to be more observant about that. So like this is really about right claiming your own lost strengths and working on them, figuring out what they are so that you in return can bring more wholeness to the relationship, right? The more you work on, the more whole you are, the less you work on, the more broken you are, the more broken you are, the more you're going to attract someone who's equivalently either trying to fix it or equally broken or more broken because it's a frequency match. And the more healthy you are, the more you've worked on, the more you're likely to attract someone who's also committed to that working on themselves paradigm, right? It's just, it's just not people who see, Oh, that person's a train wreck and still goes out with them. That's on them. It's not on the other person. You manifested that energy. Somehow yeah. you manifested that. That's a whole separate topic. I know. Yeah. So this one's going to be a really, uh, this one's going to be a button pusher for, for some people in some circles and some communities. And this, and, and here's the interesting thing. This didn't come out of uh, a political agenda. This next thing, this is actually born out of research. So what, what Harville Hendricks talks about now is that in a conscious relationship, they develop their own contra sexual energy and encourage the development of their partner's energy. What, what that means is that they don't behave or expect their partners to behave in accordance with specific gender or sexual stereotypes. 
men are like this, and therefore men should only be doing these things. Women are like this, and therefore women should only be doing these things. Men should be the initiator. Women should wait. Right? Men should take this responsibility. Women should be taking this responsibility, and it's clearly divided and aligned. A conscious relationship really looks at everything where they strategically game plan based on skills, based on talents, based on emotional energy, based on physical energy, based on capabilities, what the division or engagement at that given time should be based on what is needed for that relationship, whether it's just between the two of them or if they're in parenting as well. It shouldn't just be assumed based on clear cultural norms in certain cultures and, and gender stereotyping. 150%. That was a solid, solid statement. Wow. Love that. But a lot of people say like suffer, you know, suffer from this thing. Right. And the whole idea of like, well, you can't be a woman and go out and get your career. And by the time you get your career and your degrees and you built up your name, you're going to be too old to date someone and start a family. Right. Uh, that, that, I mean, that, that's such a, a cultural myth that's put on so many people these days. That it, that I'm and I'm seeing it in, in my conversations with 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 women specifically and mm-hmm. right, but but a lot of these reasons are because they're smart, they're capable, and they're talented, and they don't want to settle for a schmuck. And if they got married at 24 years old, being this unevolved human being, they would have ended up marrying a schmuck. But now they've worked on themselves. Now they've realized how intelligent they are. They know how, how capable they are. They want someone who's equally capable on the on the same playing frequency. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I want that to be really something to think about. Right. And he he says that like shared responsibilities, household responsibilities, chores, childcare in accordance with each partner's interests, abilities and schedules rather than a code of social expectations. Right. In other words, forget the idea that a man does this, a woman does this, a husband does this, a wife does this. Right. How are you going to be the greatest team ever? And one of you may have a better strength in one area than another person. So that's one. Then we have one more that partners in a conscious relationship are whole and balanced and they're in touch with their sense of oneness with the world. What that really means is that you have a solid personal identity that has nothing to do with your status of being married or potentially being a parent. So in other words, if you're walking through, I can't wait to no longer be single. Uh, My life is going to be so much better when I'm married, when I found my spouse. And then when you're, when you're married, like, oh my God, I I need to be a mom. I need to be a dad. I, I can't live my entire, if you're putting your whole entire purpose on those very specific identity roles and not forming a whole complete version of yourself, you're going to also be in a very unhealthy place because a, what happens if that relationship doesn't work out? B, what happens if, God forbid, you don't have children or, God forbid, you lose a child? Or C, when your child le- children leave your house after 18 or so years? Then, what, then who are you? Then what are you? So you need to make sure that you have a very solid identity. And if you're like in this, you know, going through life, putting things on pause until after your relationship status changes, that's not going to be a healthy vantage point. That was solid, Jason. I'm, I'm floored and... How important is it to not allow certain behavior actions to backfire in the long term? How important, how important is it? How important is it to invest into yourself while you can? Stop focusing on your best friend who's getting married first. Stop focusing on your classmate who has a better degree. Focus on you. Invest into you. And I say this time and time again: the longest relationship you're going to have is only with yourself. 
yeah. investing to you, commit to yourself, dedicate yourself to working to become the better version of yourself. And you're going to attract your mate. Uh, you know, the better, the better you are, the better you're going to attract. And that's just the law of attraction. Yeah. But really what we're saying is at the end of the day, this is a commitment as we're going into 2021 that you have to make with yourself to do the dirty work. That if you're not getting that which you think you want, and first you have to figure out why you think you want that, right? Because that's still coming from unconscious programming of what you think you want that you're trying to you know, show up for you. Start asking yourself, if I have that other person in my life, one, why do I think my life will be happier? What are they bringing to the table that I'm lacking? In other words, well, they're, I want someone who's really funny. Okay, well, is it because you feel like you're, la- you're lacking in, in joy and happiness and you're relying on something outside of you to bring you happiness? Or, you know, or, or my, my life, my financial status will get better or I'll finally be able to leave my home or move away from this community that I live in. I, I, I'll be open. That's why I'm so open to moving anywhere else in the world. But what would it be like if you actually took those action steps before that and made yourself the type of person that would want to go out with you because they're not waiting to rescue you from that scenario. And unconsciously, if they're doing that, you're just going to have a whole lot of stuff that you're going to be relying on your partner for that really at the end of the day is your responsibility to take accountability and ownership over. Exactly. Wow. Yes. So with that, we kind of finished this 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 little series on on you know at least maybe our first round. I'm sure we're going to get into this in from different angles in the future. Yes. But um, but obviously everybody out there who we want to have you follow us on Instagram. Have we got a match for you? Please uh, please get head over there right now. Pull out your IG and hit follow. And shortly in the near future, we're actually going to be putting all of these live up on podcast platform and they'll be available on all major podcast platforms in early 2021 and if you do have any topics that you would love for us to talk about you can obviously send us a, a dm over on ig or you can reach out to us in the uh in chava's group jewish divine singles on facebook and chava what else do you have to add keep working on you keep becoming the better version of you and i promise you i promise you you'll find your right soulmate, the right person that you're going to marry. Just continue focusing on yourself. And if you want to do more of this deep and dirty work, right, I'd highly suggest this book. We've been focusing on Keeping the Love You Find by Harville Hendricks. And if you have any questions, you can obviously reach out to either one of us. So we are looking forward to seeing you guys again soon. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Jason Wasser. Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you enjoyed, please leave a starred review on iTunes so more people can find us and benefit from these conversations. If you want to connect more or have any questions, please follow us on Instagram at Have We Got a Match for You.